You are listening to Life Clips, Episode 7. So, hey everyone, Kim here. Um, This episode is uh, Episode 7. It's kind of an awkward episode that we're going to be doing here today. Um, It's still going to be on the premise of a life clip, but we're kind of going to wrap our heads around the COVID and what is going on um, in the world. So um, I do have my very first guest, Michael. He is back on here um, today. He is joining us um, from Tennessee. So uh, thanks, Michael, for uh, coming on again. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thanks for having me. Sure. So today, you know, I don't know. I just wanted to talk to somebody because um, sometimes if I'm here talking to myself, that's kind of awkward. So I wanted to get another followers, uh, follower of Christ perspective of what is going on in the world today. And I want to start off first by saying I am not taking lightly this COVID-19. People have died. But I also want to say more people have literally died from the common flu than they have um, COVID. Uh, So I just want to say again that I'm not saying that this thing is fake, um, that people are not getting sick or some people are not dying from it. But I also want to say that who do you believe? What do you believe? Um, Fox News, OANN, CNN, MSNBC, the list goes on and on of the media outlets that are out there spinning stuff and you really just don't know. So um, again, the numbers are out there and I'm going to bring those numbers up here momentarily. But the same people that are acting in hysteria today are really, where were these people when I don't know the numbers. What was it like? 125,000 Americans died of H1N1 in 2010 or that amount every single year. It seems like, right? Uh, 80,000, 90, whatever it was last year of the flu. So where was the outcry? Where was the social distancing? Where was the closing down businesses and beaches and pools and so on and so forth? So, but I, what I wanted to do on today's episode was just talk to people who are hurting and who are fearful. And um, I don't know who my listeners are. I know that I've I've garnered a lot since that very first episode, and that's all um, thanks to Christ. Um, yeah. And then I did this little mini eight-part series. I don't know if you had the opportunity to listen to those um, eight-part mini-series, but God really pressed upon my spirit when this whole thing um, when the proverbial COVID hit the fan, um, was to kind of do a very quick dissection of rapture into revelation. And, um, so I don't know who I'm reaching now. I really don't. I mean, I can see where people are listening and I can see, um, what platforms they are using. But as far as where they're located in America, I actually have one person in Asia and one person in South Africa, which was amazing. Um, so I, I again, I, I don't know. Are they saved? Are they unsaved? So I guess the point of this podcast is um, encouragement, whether saved or unsaved. And I think as believers, we have a little bit more hope, though, than the unbelievers. So that's really, I guess, what I want to dive into today is this world is something that we is unprecedented, something that we have never seen before. 
And uh, it's an exciting time to live in this generation from a biblical standpoint. And then I also want to talk about, you know, just how to encourage people um, who may be fearful, you know, loss of a job, loss of income. I mean, me personally, if I were to ever lose my job, I don't have anything in savings and shame on me. I told my mom that, you know, I, I've never been a saver. I've always been a rapture preparer. So I'm yeah. like, what's the point of saving if I'm going to be raptured? And I still don't save, you know? Um, so, but I, I know that I have backup plans, I guess. And I know deep down God would never leave me out in the cold, so to speak. And I have people who would open their doors immediately for me, you know, um, and I don't care if I had a flip burgers at McDonald's, I'm going to work. So, but I guess that's why, you know, so no, I'm not a saver. I don't put anything aside. Um, but anyway, so enough about me chit chatting here. Let's go ahead. And, um, I guess what I want to ask first is Michael, since we're in two different States, we have two different perspectives. So here in Florida, I'm in Pinellas County, which is Clearwater, St. Pete and some other places. I can't remember. So, so um, we have our stay-at-home order, but here I'm, I'm going to be honest. No, everything is shut down except for you know the restaurants are open for like takeout or I was going to say togo. You can tell I used to be in the restaurant industry. So takeout, you know, delivery people are open. Uh, the beaches, of course, are still closed here. Um, so Jacksonville is not anywhere. It's up there in the in the Panhandle or not the Panhandle, but up there, northern um, Florida. Then what else? But what's odd is I do um, Instacart and Shipped, and it's amazing to see all the people in the store. And it's weird because, like, when I first started doing it, um, they weren't, you know, the the little stupid blue arrows and the six feet, and then you hear, "Thank you for shopping and pummeling. We are in this together." I can't. Yeah. I, can't I just. I seriously wanted to rip the microphone out of the ceiling. I mean, that was so conditioning. We're in it together. Where yeah. are you in it? I'm in it. I'm like, no, I'm not in this together. Like I'm good. Like it's the flu. I, I found it odd. There was a lot of people on the roads. There was a lot of people shopping, you know? So anyway, that's how it is here in Florida. It feels kind of feels like life is going on, even though the majority of stuff is closed, so to speak. So how was it in Tennessee? <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, yes. You pretty much described I would imagine you can't cough nowadays, Michael. You know that you're not allowed to cough because you might have all corona. of our listeners are going to get nineteen. <laughs> uh, I would just imagine it's like this everywhere now because what we're seeing, and, and and by the way, let me interject this: if a person's not saved by the power of Jesus Christ here, they're not going to understand what we're talking about. They're just not going to see it. Uh, so, with that clarification said. Uh, we know the Bible tells us it's not flesh and blood we wrestle against, but principalities and spirits and wickedness in high mm-hmm. places. But um, we know there's an agenda behind this. But, yes, that's what's going on here in this state. People, it's clear to see if you're a Christian and you got your eyes in uh, and you know what's going on. It's clear mm-hmm. to see people have been conditioned to line up to. Well, let's just skip, go right to it. They're going. These people that are lost are going to just sign up for whatever the Antichrist is throwing their way when he gets on the scene. And that's, I mean, and again, a lot of people's not going to understand what we're talking about, but that's what's going on. This thing, as you've already stated, is not, it's, it's less than the flu. It's actually less than the flu. It's a joke. And again, like you said, we're not, we're not belittling it. We know people have died from this. It, it is a deadly disease, but, or, or, or mm-hmm. pandemic or what have you. But the principle, I, I believe a lot of these people don't know what they're doing. These government officials, they don't know what, what power is moving them. But this is clearly, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 
a ploy by the enemy to set up the one world government. It's just clear as, a, as the nose on your face. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I agree. So while you were saying that, I pulled up the numbers because I, I, I like facts. I can't just regurgitate what someone's posted on Facebook, kind of like the beach opening in Jacksonville. Everyone thinks that it was mad pack with people and it wasn't. They had, they were open X amount of hours. There's drone footage of what it looked like. So anyway, I'll read these to you and then I would like your opinion. So from October 1 of 2019 through April 4th, this year, how many people do you think currently in America, this is U.S., not nationwide, not worldwide, sorry, in the U.S. have the flu, had had the flu illness from October to April 4th? What do you think that number would sound like? Let's take a quick break. Everyone is podcasting these days. If this is something you want to do or you're already doing it, I would recommend using Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout has tons of guides to help you find the right equipment at the right price. I currently use the Blue Yeti. Buzzsprout is an extremely user-friendly platform, and I could not be happier with their services. There are so many things that this site allows you to do. From your show being listed on every major podcast platform to the audio player that you can use seamlessly on your websites to the detailed analytics of what we, come on guys, the podcasters want to see. Don't lie. I know you look at that too. We want to know who was listening, where they're listening, how long they're listening. There are zero hassles because Buzzsprout provides these tools and more to help promote our podcasts. Fellow podcasters, do we not work hard? Well, I am here to tell you that Buzzsprout works even harder to make our podcasts stream streamlessly. Yes, I know that's not a word. If you want to join a company that already has over 100,000 podcasters, click the link and let Buzzsprout know that we sent you. This will get you a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan. And in addition, of course, it'll help support our show. Don't delay. Start Buzzsprouting today. Oh, I would guess about 50,000 people. And that's probably a low estimate. I, I don't know. You might want to like quadruple gazillion that. 39 oh, wow. million, 39 million through 56 million have the flu illness. Oh, you're talking about how many the flu, the flu, this is the flu. This is just the regular flu that happens every single solitary year. No one's wearing masks. No one's social distancing. This is just, this is not COVID. This is the flu. I'll get to the COVID numbers first. I mean, second. Okay. So how many do you think have been hospitalized because So out of that number I just gave, between 39 and 56 million, how many of that number do you think have been in the hospital because of the flu? I would say about a quarter of that, maybe. So that number is 410,000 through 740,000. Right. So you ready for the kicker? Yes. How many deaths do you think the flu has had from October 1 last year to April of this year? How many deaths flu right now currently? Oh, probably I would say about 10 million, I guess. I, like I said, I'm totally guessing. I, without looking at all the numbers that you mentioned, I, I can't keep it straight in my head. 
but it would be no, more. No, this right here. No, it's actually it's only sixty two thousand. So sixty two thousand have died from the flu. Wow. But the, you know, when you look at that number, right? We have three hundred and eighty something million is our population, I think, here in America. So I um I don't know. I guess I can look at that really quick. America's population. Um, I feel like it's like three hundred and eighty something million. Yeah, it's three. 328 million people. So out of 328 million, if you break that down numerically, 39 million, right? Because what is 10% of that number would be 32 million. So 10% of the US population have gotten the flu. And then out of that number, you know, 400, or let's just, let's, let's do all the high numbers. So 56 million have gotten the flu. 740,000 of them have been hospitalized and there have been 62,000 deaths. There have only been 762,690. So let's round that 763,000 cases of confirmed cases of COVID. The deaths have only been at 40,000 worldwide. Okay, now this is, um, I'm saying this because what you had just said about we, from a biblical standpoint, know where this is going. So globally, I gave you our number for the flu season at 56 million. Globally, there's only been confirmed 2.4 million people and 165,000 deaths. Do you know, I find that like crazy low. It tells a story, doesn't it? But it does. So to your point, so that's what I wanted you to expand upon. So to your point, you just had mentioned before something about a global something. So explain that to our audience. What do you, and when you talk, just talk slowly that way in case we do have unsafe people, they can understand. Um, So you had said something globally. Can you explain, expand upon that? Yeah. uh, The Bible teaches us, and I mean, we're not talking about simple salvation here, believing in Jesus Christ. Some of these things are weightier matters, especially this one world government that is to come as a one world monetary system and a one world religion. Uh, These things are prophesied in the Bible to take place. And you hear these terms being thrown about today, like they're not even hiding it. And and again, Mm -hmm. I don't think these people actually. So hold on, let's stop right there, brother. All right. So what Michael was talking about was Revelation 13. And if you start it in verse 13, it's saying how this one person will perform, not the Antichrist, but the false prophet. We're not even going to get into that on this episode, that he will uh, perform great signs that he will deceive those who dwell on the earth because of those signs. And then in verse 15, this false prophet will give breath to an image of the beast. So therefore people will be forced to worship this beast. And then verse 16, and he causes all the small, the great and the rich and the poor and the free and the slaves to be given a mark on their right hand and on their forehead. So the reason that is so pivotal to what Michael just said, the world will do this. Everyone will come together. And we were joking before about we're in it together. Um, I think that's going to be a mantra. I I guess maybe we can explain it that way, Michael. So how do you, how are we going to navigate those waters into the global? Why, why does, why does the global agenda need to happen? What is the point of that? Uh, Yeah. uh, First of all, uh, for us, do expound on that. Let, let me be clear. We should not be afraid as Christians. Now, if you're not a Christian, you're not saved, you should be very afraid because your time is almost over. But with what you're, you're asking me, 
there can be no superpower on earth. Everyone has to play, has to be willing to accept the status quo, if you will. And if you have superpowers like America or, or Russia or China or whoever, uh, they're not going to bow down to anybody. And that's why the mm-hmm. playing field has to be leveled. And we didn't know what that was going to be, but it looks like it's going to be something what at least like what's going on right now. I don't know how far into this we are, but it looks pretty much like people are ready already. Because like you said, you go to the store and if you even get by somebody more than six feet, they freak out because they're afraid they're going to drop dead in front of you. Uh, It's just not realistic. It's unrealistic fear is what it is. I'm sorry. I'm laughing because you just brought back a memory, a painful memory yesterday in Costco, the guy, I, I don't know, maybe there might've been a foot between us and he turned around. He was like, like, that's what he did. That was the voice. That was the sound that came out of him. And I'm like, I'm just trying to grab some meat for one of my customers I'm shopping for. You need to stand away six feet. And I'm like, you're good. You're, you'll be fine. (laughs) But to your point, everyone is crazy. Yeah. I know we're laughing about it because it is kind of funny, but more funny is aggravating to me. It's really upsetting if I'm being honest because we've been trying to mm-hmm. warn you for years and now that it's mm-hmm. happened, they look at us like we have three heads when we know it's mm-hmm. the other way around. And it's really mm-hmm. aggravating being honest. Enough is enough. I think this is the final warning to be honest with you. I mean, that's my personal opinion. Um, I think God's had enough. Of sure. the, I, I think the stench is up to his nostrils, if that makes sense. So um, but what, what, how would you encourage somebody? Like, what would you say to them? I might not be the best example, but because I, I, I've been saying this for years now and I'm really fed up. Like, like you mentioned, the Lord's fed up. I'm fed up with him. So I try to, all I'm doing is mm-hmm. trying to tell people, look, when it's your time to go, you're going to go. It doesn't matter if you got a mask on or not. Or if you stay six feet away, it's not. Mm-hmm. Once you get your eternal security uh, ticket punched, if you will, for lack of a better term, you don't have to worry about these things and you won't let government push you around. I mean, if this if they would have tried this 200 years ago, uh, there would be blood in the streets, Kim. Uh, it's really ridiculous mm-hmm. how people mm-hmm. have just laid down and it's very upsetting to me. And it's encouraging at the same time because I know we're going home soon. But Amen. it's really encouraging to see America die. It, it's probably already dead. If I'm be, I don't mm. want to crush nobody's hopes, but that's mm-hmm. just the truth of it. I agree with that. I, I don't think we'll ever go back to normalcy. And according to the Bible, um, the world doesn't get better. Um, and and, I, and again, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. That's not the whole point of this. But people have to live in the land of reality. And what's sad to your point before is people are still not paying attention. But that's the mindset of so many people is they don't want to hear it. Um, they want to stay in their ignorant bubble. And I know that word is harsh, but that's that's tough. So I, again, like how, how do we navigate that? Like I find myself struggling to your point, because I'm fed up um, to really shine that light a little brighter because this is so stupid. And that's why I wanted to read those numbers. Again, 62,000 people have died. And I guarantee you the CDC has lowered those numbers because of COVID. Because last year, if we run the numbers, they were a lot higher. And that's, I believe, is the truth, what the numbers really should be. But even still, 
if we were to do the math, and I stink at math, but 362 million people and only 40,000 deaths, that's like 0.00004. You know what I mean? That's like nothing. It's ridiculous. So to your point, I am right there with you. I'm fed up. Let's digress a little bit off of COVID because I think it's covering up so much stuff that's actually going on outside of that. So for instance, um, I know... Tennessee um, has been battered twice now from severe storms. And I, I know tornadoes came through. And then didn't you guys just have another line of strong storms uh, about a week ago or several days ago after oh, yeah. the tornadoes? Yeah, people in Chattanooga, I think, had some deaths and had a pretty good, I say good with tongue in cheek. I don't mean it was good. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it was some killer tornadoes. And even in Jonesboro that got blown away in my hometown, uh, the town next to it got a tornado like a week later. So these increased uh, weather events are definitely, they're not signs of the rapture because we know the rapture is a silence event, but the, the, the mm-hmm. stuff, the, the, the weather patterns that it talks about will increase during. So you just had mentioned, hold on brother. Hold on, Michael. You just had mentioned the rapture. So what is that for somebody who doesn't know what that is? Yeah. Well, uh, unfortunately for some, even a lot of church folk, if you will, don't even believe there's a rapture. And if they do believe in one, uh, it's, you know, we won't get into it, but it's a different, uh, uh, a poster, a mid, people will know what I'm talking about that know about it. But the rapture is an event that Jesus Christ will take his believers, his true saved believers off of the earth in a, a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, the Bible says. And that's what the rapture is when you hear, hear us say these terms. It's actually a taking out and a sparing of the wrath that is to come. And it's not a signed event. There's nothing that has to happen uh, for that event to take place. If you want to hear a good sermon mm-hmm. on that, Dr. Andy Woods had one today. You could look that up. But nevertheless, uh, who was that was, you mentioned? Dr. Dr. Andy Woods out of Sugarland, Texas. And where can he be found out? Uh, you could Google uh, Sugarland Bible Church and uh, that'll pull it up there. You can find his videos there on is YouTube. He on YouTube? He, he does. Oh, have he's on YouTube. YouTube yeah. And if you can look him up on Facebook. He's pretty easy to find. But nevertheless, um, the, these things that we're seeing are events that the Bible talks about will happen in the time of Jacob's trouble, the seven years tribulation. Most people have heard that whether you're in church or not. These are the signs that we're seeing now. And, and that's not even, you know, has anything to do with the rapture. So if these things are that much closer to coming to fruition, how much closer are we to that event that we talked about, the rapture? I mean, I'm literally just shocked out of my mind when I wake up every day that we're still here because <laughs> this is exactly mm-hmm. the way people are acting, Kim. They will just line up to mm-hmm. run to get the mark of the beast when it comes available mm-hmm. because they're scared mm-hmm. out of their mind. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I honestly believe. I agree. Are, and go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to talk about these. You know, you've heard people talking about this vaccine, this magic pill that's going to save mm-hmm. us. All. You know, uh, there's a lot of people that's not going to stand for that, Kim. It's going to cause problems. If we're here to see that, if that comes to fruition, mm-hmm. there will be uh, bloodshed over that. And that's going to be a shame. And I, I really don't think we'll be here to see that. But that's what's we're that mm-hmm. close to something like that happening. But mm-hmm. people will think they look at you like you've got three heads when you start talking like that. Mm-hmm. But. The reality of it is that's where we are in time. Correct. And you were right. And I had, I had posted something on um, Facebook. So this is twofold. The first thing I had posted was I, I, it's funny how people are embracing this, right? In the beginning, everyone was like, um, Oh, I don't want to do this. Why am I staying at home? And now all of a sudden it's designer masks. And I'm not saying, listen, design, design away. Like if you want to design a mask, I'm not 
saying I have anything against that, but it's just funny. All the sheeples just following, you know, like I haven't worn a mask. I haven't, uh, you know, uh, worn gloves. And actually when I see people, my restaurant manager and me kicks in because all of these people, they think wearing gloves is actually, they're making everything worse, to be honest with you. Because when you're in a store and you're handling fruit and then you're putting it down and then you're picking up raw meat, you're like even cross-contaminating. Now you're, now you're passing your germs, salmonella, E. coli and everything else on your stupid, nasty, dirty gloves. So, but whatever. But the thing is, is I see these people right? Like wandering around with these designer masks. And I'm thinking, listen, none of us know what the mark of the beast is going to look like. We, I, I, it might've been, um, who was I listening to? I don't remember. Um, and, and they were saying how the mark of the beast is the number of a man. So like, is that his, like our number, like it's not the number six, 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 or is it, right? If you think about it, because we all have to have a universal number. So it's the mark of a man. It's not the mark of the actual Antichrist. It's the mark of a man. So let's just say that you're wandering the earth at that point, three and a half years in. And to your point, I, okay, we, we, we have seen so much today. We've seen people run out of toilet paper and act like idiots, paper towels, napkins, paper goods, Lysol. Now, there, in the beginning, there was no milk, no eggs, no nothing. For some reason, everyone thought quarantine meant buy everything in the store. Now everything's probably rotting and they're throwing half of it away. But now they're getting these designer masks. So I can just see, right, in three and a half years and without confusing our audience, so three and a half years into the first three and a half years of the tribulation, it's a pseudo piece, a Soto pseudo piece. Um, It's not a kumbaya. People are not going to be walking around and just, you know, lollygagging. There's still going to be the wrath of God the first three and a half years. However, there's going to be war and death and famine and more pestilence. So what we're seeing today, it's going to be even worse. Then the second part, as you had mentioned before, was what the mark of the beast and what you had just said, people will rush now to get this mark on them because now they're starving. So I guess the point of the mask I wanted to make on my Facebook post was people are designing masks thinking, oh, this is so super cool. I can design my own mask now. They would be the same people lining up to get the mark of the beast. I mean, that was the, that was the whole premise of my post because it's like, man, stop drinking the Kool-Aid like seriously, but it just shows us the believers who don't have the beer goggles on, so to speak. We're not looking through this with cloudy vision, how these sheeples are walking around ignorantly believing, following, don't come near me, the six feet stand here, follow the arrows. We're in it together. I mean, I, I'm trying to catch up on TV um, as much as I can, which I, I really don't get very far because I wind up listening to all my pastors. But I, I, you can just hear it, like just how it's progressively getting worse and worse through, you know, because I've, I've got so many shows that some of them have even been deleted now because I haven't watched them. But you can see through the commercial breaks, just the repetitiveness of what we're hearing. So, um, I mean, I don't know, I guess. You know, I, I think me as a believer, you as a believer, we would think in our heads, like, I'm I'm encouraged, you know, I know that we might not even finish this podcast, and we can be gone, and this thing will be left recording, and right. we're out of here. Um, but there's so many others who are clueless. And so, I mean, what, what would you say to those people, like, in a nice way, as best as we can? Yeah, I mean... Because I've been so, I mean, I'm constantly looking for opportunities to interject the, the truth that I know. 
about being saved and, you know, an eternity, a life in eternity. And the blank stares on people's faces I get, even with this, lets me know, to be honest, it's just my opinion. I could be very wrong. I'm not saying we shouldn't try, but I don't know that anything we're doing is getting through to some of these people, Kim, because... I mean, I'm, I do it 24 seven. I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't care about, there is no ball games right now, but you get the point. There's no movies mm-hmm. to talk about. I don't care about any of that stuff. I, I care about mm-hmm. serving Jesus Christ and trying to find mm-hmm. out if people are going to heaven or not. And as you know, in the, by the, by, I'm trying to slow down here. I get excited. As you know, uh, <laughs> there's a scripture in the Bible that says Jesus on that day is going to look at these people and say, depart from me, you wicked, iniquity uh, i never knew you i never knew you and mm-hmm. these people are floored because they thought they were saved they said hey well, wasn't we casting out devils in your name and doing all these wonderful mighty works and he says i never knew you and so mm-hmm. even these christians some quote christians i'm doing the you know air horn or air quote things uh they, they're some of the ones that you're talking about about well we got to get a mask or you know we got to do what the government says and we got to follow along and that just lets you know the time period the, hey look this ain't our opinions kim we're we're getting this stuff out of the bible mm-hmm. uh we don't go outside of the bible we're not claiming nothing god hasn't told me god hasn't told you anything because we know that's not biblical what's in the bible mm-hmm. we're just telling people what's right out of the bible and it's very frustrating on one hand but on the other hand, as we said, it's encouraging because we know our time is short. Either way, because if we have to go through some persecution, and I'm not talking about wrath, but if we have to go through some persecution, we maybe have to give our lives anyway. Because me personally, I'm drawing the line at the forced vaccine. If they try to force someone to take a vaccine, that'll just be the it for me because I'm not doing it. Whether that's the mark of the beast or not, I'm not participating in that. So this is really... You know, and I'm not afraid, but this is really something that that ought to raise an eyebrow to people out there. Uh, Our government is clearly taking freedoms away a little bit at a time. I don't know if you've noticed, but when all of this started, they said, here's what they said. Even the president, our blessed, you know, Trump, uh, this is only going to last for a couple weeks. And, you know, everybody was okay with that. We can we can do this for a couple weeks. A couple weeks went by and now it's going to be another couple weeks. And then all of a sudden, okay, now we're going to give every a person $1,200 who filed taxes for 2018 or 19 or whatever it was. And I don't know if you've noticed, but it's kind of like the frog in boiling water. And now our governor here in the state of Tennessee has made a declaration. This could go on for 18 months because we're still going to practice the social distancing for maybe 18 months, a year and a Mm -hmm. half, because, you know, this is the new normal. Mm -hmm. This is the kind of thing. And he's supposedly a Christian governor. So, the handwriting's on the wall. And for mm-hmm. anybody that don't see it, who thinks you and I are sensationalizing things, they're not paying attention and they're, they don't have their head. In mm-hmm. the and I'm not meaning to be harsh or hateful. I, I love people enough to tell them the truth, Kim. Exactly. And and you just summed it up. That's the problem is, um, and I was going to try to play it, but I don't know if I can. Um, but there's so much falsehood out there um, from these fake Christians at a pulpit. And that's the problem is when you speak the truth, they think that you're hateful, you know, because I don't sound like Kenneth Copeland or I don't sound like Joel Osteen or Joyce Myers or Beth Moore or shall I continue, right? right. But that's the problem. 
what these false teachers have done. They have created a narrative and they've spun it where this Jesus that they talk about isn't the Jesus that we talk about. I believe that they've gotten the wrong Jesus and that's what's wrong. And to your point, I don't think we're ever going to go back to a new, uh, this is our new normal. Yeah, that's um, the word as it was before. You've seen the last of the old days. I, we may get some of that back. But for the most part, this is the new normal. You that's gone away. It's over. I agree. And and two, like to your point, like again, let's just talk biblically. Let's just talk scripturally. This is a prequel of what is to come. And I think that these are the birth pangs. And no matter how, yes, I know Jesus was talking about the tribulation for that, right? And I understand that. But we're also in the birth pains as well, which is kind of weird. It's like that that verse kind of can be a little confusing for people. But when you really dissect it, we're going to see some of that um, as well before we're raptured. And now here we are with another strong line of storms coming in, a volcano um, is ready to erupt. I forgot which country that is in. Uh, one already just did in another country. I mean, the earth is literally groaning. The locusts, I have no idea if they're still swarming around, killing everything in sight over there um, in the east. But um, there's just so many, so many signs. And it really reminds me of just Noah, like, and, and I just want to meal piece Noah. So what I mean by the signs and compare it, right? It's really difficult to say, well, there were signs in Noah's day. Well, there really wasn't. But when he pulled out the first piece of wood and he started to build and then the second piece of wood, and then all of a sudden the ark got bigger. That's how I equate the signs, right? And then all of a sudden the ark was probably sitting there for a little bit on dry land. And you're thinking, man, this is the biggest sign of them all. This boat is done, Lord, like, hello, I'm, I'm looking dumb right now. Like, right. I'm really looking dumb. Like, I can I can see that. Like, why are you making me? I don't think he was done with the ark and then boom, the next day it started raining. I just don't think that. I think that there was still, you well, know, some him, time. He even made him get in the ark before it started raining, if you remember correctly. Yeah. So can you imagine? Anyway, let's not even talk about the ark because that could be another podcast in itself, how stinky exactly. that thing must have been. But anyway, like that's what I mean. So there really weren't any signs in Noah's day except for him literally building the ark and then witnessing to people, you know, being a man of righteousness, telling people, hey, listen, you need to get right. This this there's, th- this is going to happen. That's why I'm building this. So to me, I don't know, like our signs today are so obvious and people are just not paying attention. Even now, it's like in the beginning, I think it's kind of like it reminded me, but not really, because 9-11, I really think that scared people into the church, right? Sure. Um, I don't think this really did that. I really don't. I, I think that people, I, you got to remember the generations were so different. So the millennials were that generation. They were kids. Then, you know, I think our generation, we were really impacted by that because we had the head knowledge. We understood what was happening. And then you had the older generation, our parents, who kind of were just like, not like whatever, but, you know, they went through some serious wars before, right? So I think with us, it was very impactful. And I think our, because we are a churched generation, you know, generation um, X, we are a church generation, then I think that's why we flocked the churches. Then what happened was, is the millennials grew up and they have ruined the world. I mean, I'm going to be honest. And I blame the parents for that because, right, they have shoved um, technology in their face. They became this, I mean, generation Z is even dumber than Y, you know what I mean? So, but my point of that is this, 
9-11 drew us to the knees, to our knees and in repentance, literally. I firmly believe that. COVID, yeah, the first two yeah, uh-huh. I have a tendency to to, to lose track and, and forget things. Uh, you just mentioned Generation X and Y. That's what they mm-hmm. call them. I don't know who came up with those, why they use those letters. But it, the thought just came to me, uh, Z is the last letter of the alphabet. I don't think it's any coincidence mm-hmm. that these generations have been labeled that way, if you understand. I, I've always thought that myself. Yeah. I do. I do. I've always wondered why. Yeah. What do you do? Start at A again? I've always wondered that. Wow. Anyway. Like, do you double Z it? Like, what's what would be the next generation after Z? Yeah, that's neat. I know. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, But that's what I mean. So then we look forward, you know, we push that needle forward to this day. And now we're the older generation, the 9-11, right, so to speak. And then the non-unchurched millennial generation, they're not flocking the church house. They're whining and complaining because they can't go out and go to the beach and go to parties and have spring break. And do you see what I'm saying? Do you see the difference in how evil the world has really become? And this is worldwide. People feel that, that way, you know? That might um, be their only chance, to be I honest. I don't know. There might be what? Say that again. I was I was saying I think that might be this generation's only chance to get the truth because as you know the majority of the churches has left truth they have fallen away from truth mm-hmm. with the light shows gene mm-hmm. wearing pastors and things of this nature that only if they will get afraid enough a uh, healthy fear I'm talking about a healthy fear of the Lord because the Bible says the fear of the Lord's beginning of wisdom maybe they can ask somebody mm-hmm. and because the the churches are not teaching what we're talking about today me and you will talk about mm-hmm. it but they're not talking mm-hmm. about that. This is really no. the isolation. I guess this could be the silver lining. The The isolation they've had may be the only way they will receive truth. I don't know. I don't know who's going to get it to mm-hmm. them because there's very few people doing what we're doing. I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. I agree. I do. And, um, I, I don't know, like Easter Sunday, I was hoping, you know, that there would just be people who maybe would have never walked into church and, maybe heard a message and got saved. Um, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's a weird, and I don't know if you feel it too, but there's a very weird, ominous. Oh yeah. I don't want to say darkness, but it's something very dark in the world right now. Like I, I Satan, and that's what people have to understand. And I want whoever is listening to this podcast to hear me and hear me very clearly. The devil knows the Bible better than me, better than Michael, better than any pastor that you follow. He knows the word of God from Genesis to Revelation better than any of us. So if you don't think for one minute that this nasty snake in the grass knows his time is limited and he's going to speed up the process, right? I mean, he knows his time is coming to an end, so he's going to do whatever he can, you know? I don't I don't know. I mean, you think because he knows the end of the book, you know, maybe he, because again, he's not all knowing, he's not God. So maybe he feels like he can rewrite this book, like he's always tried to rewrite everything or let me you know, ruin the, 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 the Israel nation, because if I ruin that problem, you see what I'm saying? So I think in his mind, he's he's trying to destroy everything because he wants to literally rewrite, but unfortunately he's never going to win. So, but it is, it's just such darkness. 
Oh yeah, it's it's totally totally what you said. Um, I don't know if you feel. <laughs> I believe all this has been played out in the very beginning. I believe God knew exactly when the end was going to come at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And I don't think Satan has realized that, but he does know the Bible. Like you said, one example of that is when Jesus came here, I don't know the exact scripture or verse, and I don't know, I'm going to mess it up, but it goes something to the effect of when Jesus, when they had their little conversation, him and the devil, the devil, one of the first questions he asked Jesus is, what are you doing here? (laughs) He knew when Jesus was on Mm -hmm. earth, that was the beginning of his demise. Mhm. Mhm. How good he knows. Yeah. Bible. No, I agree. I do. So. Yeah, he does, and that's how, what he uses it against us as well. And I think he's got. He has to know it better than we do. He just wants company. Misery loves. He knows he can't win, but he wants because mm-hmm. that's the only way he can really get to God is to uh, get his creation away from him. And but does he really think that he won't win? Like, I don't think, I don't don't think that I think that the devil really thinks that he can beat God. Well, I I, really truly think that's how sinister he is. I think that he's floating around somewhere. And that's what my previous podcast was my friend, um, Ashley, we did the one on anxiety and that's what I told her. I said, the devil is not omnipresent. He can't be like giving you anxiety and thoughts and then coming to me and giving me thoughts at the same time. He doesn't work that way. Because he's not omnipresent. I said, so that's why he has his demonic force, the third of the angels. I said, but we don't know that number. We have no idea how many angels were literally created when God created everything. So it could be, what's our population on earth? It could be a hundred billion angels. We don't know, right? So it has to be more than that because of the population, but whatever. Um, So devil, the devil has a third of those. So I, you know, I don't know, like, you know, there, there's, I think there's demonic oppression is different than um, whatever the other word I'm looking for. But I believe that Christians can, we can battle stuff. And I think that's just how the enemy works. And I think he probably gives a lot more battle to the saved than the unsaved because he already has the unsaved. He's not going to waste his army, so to speak, on the unsaved. Sure. Right. They're already, he has them right where he needs them. I think that his army is used to cause the battle in the realms that we're having to place things on the hearts of man. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I post, go ahead. And to make us ineffective. If he can make a Christian ineffective, that's a victory for him. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So someone had just posted on Facebook um, today. Actually, I don't want to mess it up. So she had said, she posted this picture of um it's a meme and it says i'm bill gates i don't know if you saw this i'm not a doctor i was a tech nerd until i decided there were too many people on the earth and then and i'm gonna butcher this man's name and i really don't care but i'm tedros at a at a haman i'm not a doctor I was a Marxist terrorist until I took over the WHO. And I, my comment was this, what I love seeing about all of this is you can just see how God has perfectly aligned every single individual in the place that they need to be for such a time as this. And that is so biblical. He is literally, I love watching the ultimate chess player moving his pieces And he's ready to say to his son, it's checkmate, go get my bride. That's exactly what I feel like. I think that 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 one, I don't, I don't know anything about chess. I really don't, but all I know is it's checkmate. So whatever that looks like, that's what God, I feel the checkmate is Jesus, go get my children. But he is, he is, he is 
putting these people in these positions. And it's amazing living in this for a Christian, a true follower of Christ. It's amazing living in this generation to see something such as COVID, that the numbers are so, so, so low, and we're seeing stupidity run rampant. And 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 just the world moaning and groaning with, with creation longing itself. I mean, just think about that. I, I know people think that that creation could mean human beings. I take it to mean the whole gist of it, creation, right? So I believe it's the oceans. I believe it's the trees and the birds and everyone else. Creation, we're all cumulative together that God created. We we all long to be redeemed. The oak tree can't wait to be brand new. Um, and even, I mean, I, I get that from because God said, Jesus said, that even if you don't worship me, these rocks will. So that's what I'm saying. I believe everything that God has created knows that he's the creator. So you know what I mean? I don't know these trees. When they, when I think, when I see them flapping in the wind, I always say, "Oh gosh, they're giving glory to God." Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, you you may. Uh, but it's just crazy. I, I was just going to say, you may agree. Uh, I think uh, slash believe our generation is really the last generation that was free thinkers that thinks for themselves. This generation that's here today, uh, you know, these twenties and thirty year olds, uh, they. I've always thought they were pretty much followers, do whatever the people say, because they, they want to take the, they want to, t- and I'm, I'm not painting a broad brushstroke. There may be, I'm not saying all of them, but a great majority of them just, they want to take the path of least resistance. And I get that. That's kind of like human nature, but I mean, it's to, it's to their fault because they do line up and, oh, oh wear a mask, sure. Uh, the next thing, if they say wear bubble wrap around your head, they will do that and not even ask questions. And that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because when you when you when you don't think for yourself, that's what this lends to. And I hadn't even shared this with uh, my wife. You know my wife, Christy. Uh, but this thought come to me today, mm-hmm. and I understood it. But I know it's a real thing. Uh, our uh, people in their eighties and nineties, you know, they went through the Great Depression. A lot of them did, and it really scarred them to the point because a lot of these people never know where their next meal was coming from. And the the, the uh, if you will, it was a new normal. Because this had happened Mm -hmm. and I kind of feel now I'm kind of understand. I always looked at that generation because I knew some of them personally and looked at them and thought, I I, I know the pain you're telling me about is real. I can feel it and see it in your face when you talk about it, but I couldn't understand it. I think we're about if we're here very much longer, Mm -hmm. I think we're about to experience that same thing. And this is that kind of tragedy. Uh, This this the, the, the overreach of the government using this, quote, crisis to take away our freedom mm-hmm. we're going to feel in the same way they did because our i mean we knew this was going to come but i don't think a lot of us really thought we'd be here to see it but guess what here we are yeah no i agree i i do i have always lived with the mindset and you know and again shame on me um you know uh, i don't think my mindset is wrong or the way that i've lived my life is wrong but i really i never thought that when the proverbial poo hit the fan that we would be here and I still don't. I, you know, I think that we all go through storms, but clearly even through the storm, God is still holding our hands. You know, I'm employed, I'm paying bills, you're employed, you're paying bills. God is still providing and he's giving us what we need and not what we want. You know, I, I, in all honesty, I do. I enjoy it. Um, 
like I said here, uh, there is still a lot of traffic and people. So it's not like that's what I feel like. I, there's no difference to a degree, but I, I really enjoy this. I enjoy the fact that God has stopped what has distracted us for so long. He stopped everything. He stopped entertainment, concerts, shows. And again, I, I watch TV. I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of shows that I, I don't watch anymore because of just the agendas everywhere. And um, what I mean by agenda, and I, if I lose you, I lose you and I don't care. But, you know, the LGBTQ agenda, the, the trans agenda, the killing babies agenda, the division agenda. I mean, you name it, it's out there. So uh, by the way, I, I, um, I'll digress here and I'll leave this. I don't really care. It is called Out of the Shadows. Have you had a chance to watch that on YouTube? I have. It's really an eye opener. And I know that information right? has been out there for a while. But guess what? It was looked at as conspiracy theory for a long time. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. part of it are blowing the whistle on it. And I'm not a bit surprised. I knew this was going on. And now they're not even trying to hide it. It's just it's out there. They don't even care. They just right there in your face. Exactly. Exactly. That's so funny. I don't even see it on YouTube anymore. Well, they must have pulled know, it down. If nobody's seen it, uh, the, the reality, and I've been saying this for years and people thought we were making it up, but these are people that are, are I mean, we're the only real superpower left. Uh, these are people in the highest offices of the land that are doing these things. They're molesting, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they're doing uh, child sacrifice. I mean, I'm not, some of the mm-hmm. things I speak of for, you know, because I don't even want to talk about it, but these, these are the kind of people that are running this country. And so if you think mm-hmm. for one second, these people won't, won't uh, do bad things or, oh, our, or, or, you know, I hear a lot of this, Kim. Uh, well, we have a constitution that says they can't do that. Let me, let me tell you something. They don't give two humps, if you will, about the constitution anymore. It won't be long. They'll be burning that thing out on the middle of Pennsylvania Avenue. Mark my word. Mm-hmm. It won't. There's not enough people like us yeah, believe in I, it to overcome it. Right. But so just so everyone knows, I did find it. Um, if you just type in, which is typical YouTube, if you just type in out of the shadows on YouTube, you won't find it. So that's funny. But I went to the page where I found the video. So it's out of shadows. So not the, it's out of shadows. Um, and this is basically an amazing documentary of what I have always known to be true in Hollywood in and remember, I worked for a a news mogul that they mentioned here for seven years. Um, right. And I was opened up to a lot of things as well. So, but if you have not watched this, if you want to know what it is, again, it's called Out of Shadows. Out of Shadows. Um it, it, an amazing documentary. And as it says here, it says the out of the shadows documentary lifts the mask on how the mainstream media and Hollywood manipulate and control the masses by spreading propaganda throughout their content. Our goal is to wake up the general public by shedding light on how we all have been lied to and brainwashed by a hidden enemy with a sinister agenda and amazing. And I won't read the rest of it, but an amazing YouTube. Um, I'm shocked that it's still on there. So, but anyway, I wanted uh, to mention that as well, because again, this has been, God is not sitting there shocked, right? I think Hollywood has always been a perverted cesspool. I still, to this day, have no idea how any Christian can spend a dime. I don't care if it's a rated G movie, how any Christian can go to a movie. I just don't. I, 
the last movie that I saw, and I've never been to the movie since, was Suicide Squad. I don't even know what, what year did that movie come out. Yeah, like 2013. I I've never even seen it, so I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I'm just not yeah. familiar with so, the story. Um, yeah, Suicide Squad, it was 2016. So I haven't been to a movie in four years. Wow. And actually, that movie right there was the first movie I saw in two years. So I've never been one. I can't, and this is, this is the hypocrisy of Christians. You can't say something and then you're giving money to the same perverse company. Now I will recommend people going to see a Christian movie and then you'll have those Christians who will like dissect it and be like, well, that's not biblical. Okay. Well, listen, (laughs) fine. I'm glad the war room is not biblical, but at least there's there. I'm hearing Jesus on a big screen. I'm okay with the room, not being left with the Holy spirit and some vibe of something. I'm okay with that. I really am. I'd rather watch, I'd rather put my dimes into Christian movies um, than I would secular movies. And so, yeah, I, I do. Honestly, I let me digress on that. I do. I have a big problem with Christians who see Hollywood movies. I do because Hollywood is a cesspool of demonic activity. It is. And I, and I don't know how people can still put these supposed Christians on pedestals because if they were true followers of Christ, they would not be in Hollywood. Chris Pratt, who can't stand for anything, Denzel Washington, just because you label yourself a Christian does not mean you're born again. So let's, yeah. let me, let me get off this. Because I can go on that forever. Or you wear a cross around your neck. Just because you wear a cross around your neck, you're not gonna get. That's not gonna get you into heaven. Correct. Yeah, it's not a decoration. I mean, that's fine. But um, all right. So we kind of digressed a little bit, and we're almost at the hour mark. So I, I didn't want to go that long because I, I wasn't sure of your time. I know that your wife is there, so I didn't want to intrude on your time. But um, all right. So let's go back now. Okay. We kind of talk about a lot of things. So I guess we'll bring it in for a landing. And again, we're, we're, this is speculation, everyone. Uh, Michael and I, we both don't know the date, the day or the hour. We just know that Jesus told us to be aware of the signs. And I know the signs um, because I pay attention to the signs. Michael pays attention to the signs. And I think we have a lot of Facebook people. Well, not so much you, Michael, because sometimes you have some really weird people on your Facebook. I'm just going to say A lot of times. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I just, I I get baffled. Like, you know what I think about people and this is going to confuse people. So don't tune us out, but who don't believe in pre-trib, I feel like they want to put on the gun show and they want to put up their big boy britches and pull out their AK 47s and survive it. Like, I want to go through the tribulation. I'm a man. Okay. Well, that's great. Then I'm a weakling and I want to escape. Like, I feel like they think that the tribulation is going to be some Hollywood gunslinging type of movie. And it's not like, that's what I mean. Like God would never put his church in that situation because it's not for us. It's solely for the Jewish people. It is for the salvation of Israel. If I have Jews that listen to this, my apologies, but you know, y'all did it to yourself because you didn't accept Christ as Messiah. And as you know, when that day comes, when he splits the Mount of Olives and you see the one on whom you have pierced, it doesn't say the church, it says you have pierced. That is why that's the whole point of it. You know, that 70th week has not been fulfilled yet. And that's seven years that God needs to deal with the Jew, not with the church, but that's another podcast. So maybe we can gather with that and maybe bring people in on this podcast and we can talk about that. So anyway, I just found that funny, you know, that they want to be beat up or go into the war zone, so to speak. And and they have no idea what they're in for. Like if you're left behind, you're not saved and you're going to be deceived. I mean, that's honest. That's the truth. I mean, there's no other way to say that. You know, I I believe a lot of fake Christians cross-wearing 
Christians are going to be left behind. And I believe they're going to be the ones deceived by the lie because Romans 1 is very clear. They heard the truth. And because of that, God gave them over, right? Um, and I, I believe that there's going to be a lot of unsafe people who maybe are hardening, hardening their hearts right now, not listening. But maybe it's that group of people who are going to be like, oh my gosh, that wackadoo neighbor of mine, Kim, I remember her stupid wreath and it had, I had a friend make it for my birthday and it says, get caught up. Wow. Or she had all that Jesus stuff in her apartment or she would, oh, she did this stupid podcast and oh, let me listen to this podcast now. Right. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Or like, you know, Michael with you, your neighbors, like, oh my gosh, that wackadoo Christian or people on Facebook, you know, who, who, um, you know, cause you, you have a gambit of, of, um, people on there, but they're going to be like, Oh my gosh, let me listen to this dude now. You know what I mean? But I think the people who are professing to be something and they're not, I, you know, I don't know. I think their chance was here and they totally dismissed it, well, you know? And I think if you're calling yourself a Christian and you're defaming Christ's name, I think they have, I don't know, it's worse, but go ahead. That's why we do what we do, Kim. That's why you do what you do. That's why I do what I do. Listen, uh, we do love working for the Lord, but that's not it. There's other things we like doing too. You like going, you know, walking along the beach and doing things, riding your bike. I enjoy running mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, doing what I do or used to do. We can't do it no more. Mm-hmm. Right? We have to make videos and we have to leave these things for those left behind because you you nailed it perfectly. Once we're gone, maybe they'll go, if they're still allowed, if they don't take it down. They'll have to go back and mm-hmm. watch these things. And the Bible does say, mm-hmm. pray that you can escape these things. So we get tagged as, well, you mm-hmm. just want to escape. Well, yeah, that's what the Bible tells us to do. And I can mm-hmm. tell you from personal exactly. experience with 5,000 Facebook friends, and I have that, and I've told you why before to help people spread the gospel because I know some will. But out of all the posts and videos that I've done, I get more flack from talking about the pre-tribulation rapture than any other post I could do. And Andy Woods mentioned it today in his Mm -hmm. message that people want to attack the pre-tribulation rapture because they're being used by Satan. And that's a strong uh, statement coming from Andy Woods because that steals people's joy. The devil knows it's a Mm pre-tribulation rapture. And if he can get you to believe it's not, it will steal your joy. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm, I love it. And that is so true. Like, honestly, that is so true. And I, I'm, I'm okay. I know, I don't know about you. I don't know if you do this or not, but I find myself looking up a whole heck of a lot more. Yeah, I do. Like every day I'm like, is today the day, Lord? Like, you know, oh no. Okay. Like I really, we really don't know. Um, and I'm sure some amazing smart person can figure it out, but I always hoped that we would be raptured like on res- the real resurrection Sunday. Cause we don't know. I remember back in the day when Easter was like in March, now it's in April. I mean, we, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I know we can probably count in someone, but we really don't know. Right. I don't think we do. So the only, I mean, I don't know going by their calendar, but that would just be too much work. So, but I've always been like, okay, Lord, let's do it on resurrection Sunday. Cause that would be amazing. Um, and then people had said, oh, the rapture can happen now, what everyone, nobody would know. And I'm thinking, no, people would know because their kids would be gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? So but I think the world would kind of go crazy instantaneously if all of a sudden you're with your kids and now my kids are gone or what happened to the child in my womb. So, I, you know, I think people thought that if the rapture were to come silently while we're all sitting at home, people wouldn't know for a couple of weeks. I, I don't think that's true. I I don't. Speaking of that, let me really digress here and um, then we'll finish up here. But now this is just personal opinion, folks. We're just 
two um, crazy Christians talking it out here. So do you think that there is a delay? Because I, I do, but not that much. Do you think there's going to be a delay within the rapture and the starting of the tribulation? I mean, we know because of the peace treaty, but do you think it's going to be like another 10, five years, 10 years, 10 months? What, do you, what, what are your thoughts on that? The Bible, I guess, is silent from, from my understanding on that topic. So mm-hmm. it's hard for me to put an estimation on it. I was just of the belief personally, and I can't even really tell you where it comes from, but I've kind of always believed as soon as we're out of here in the rapture, that that's when the tribulation starts immediately. And because, it, it, I mean, who knows how the scenarios will play out because, I mean, we've got an agreement I mean, not an agreement, but we've got a peace, a quote, peace plan. I mean, this is just for an example, okay? This is it, it, this mm-hmm. could be another one, not the one that's on the table now, but there is one on the table now that's been rejected. Mm-hmm. But who's to say mm-hmm. if the rapture happened tomorrow and chaos broke out worldwide that they would say, hey, look, we got to sign this thing today because we, we can't play around no more. Something bad's happened. We got to, you know, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So who's to say it won't happen that way? But it could be at the signing of the peace treaty. Uh, who knows? I just, you know, I, in my age. I'm well, that is when the tribulation starts, though. The tribulation does start the moment that peace treaty is confirmed. Right. right. So, so that is the, the that is when the time clock begins. And that's another thing to all the pre-trib, I mean, the um, the mid and the post-tribbers, how their theology immediately is thrown out the window because they would know the precise day and hour then that Christ would return. Exactly. If they, they, they can it. count the day. Yeah, it, correct. It, yeah. It, no, I guess my question to you was, is the rapture happens and then we know that the tribulation starts off with the confirming. So the Antichrist will confirm a covenant that's already there. So could it be this peace treaty that Trump put out, right? To your point, could some war break out to bring that? Um, and anyway, so then the tribulation would start and then you'd have seven years. But I guess... I don't know. I always thought that there really wouldn't be much of a delay between the rapture and the signing of that treaty, because I feel like we're seeing that today, like immediately, because we live in a social world, we get our information immediately. And I think that if the rapture were to happen immediately, it, there there wouldn't be a delay for a global leader to step up. And now since we're going through this, I think it's like really ripe for someone to come up and be like, world we're really in it together now guys we were in it together with covid now let's come together and you know some blood disorder happened however they're going to spin it because clearly you can see everyone's going to believe a lie oh sure and whatever it is i mean they're believing this stupid lie I'm sure you've seen the ad floating around Facebook, the big we're in this together uh, conference they're going to have. And I think it's put out. No, it's actually, that was yesterday, believe it or not. It was yesterday, the global gathering on the 18th. Yeah, no, all the networks were coming together. Yeah, are you kidding me? Because we're in it together. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so surreal. I I know. I know, it's crazy. Uh, how I mean, it's exciting and and troubling all at the same time. I mean, I I, I have mm-hmm. more peace now than I've had in a long time. I really do have the peace that surpasses understanding, as the Bible talks about. But the only way oh, you can have that sure. peace is to be in Jesus Christ. That's the only way you're going to have it. I agree. I totally, totally agree. So you just said that. So how how would someone get that peace? Like, if what would you tell someone? And then we'll end the show. But what would you tell someone if they're looking for that peace during these? tumultuous times that we're living in. I clearly, I really suck at some big words, but so what would you say to someone who says, well, how do you find peace in times like this? I've lost my job. I 
you know, got to move back in with mom and dad or I'm homeless or I, you know, my car got repoed. How, how would you tell someone to find that peace? Well, not to be harsh. You know, I mean, you, you know, we've heard the old saying, don't kick somebody when they're down. And that's not what this is. But look, you've heard your pastors, your Sunday school teachers, your friends and people that were Christians all along saying you have to put your faith in Jesus Christ. He has to be first in one's life. And if he is, that's how you can have that peace. And, and how you get to do that is just believe in the real Jesus Christ of the Bible. Not not what you're seeing on television, not the Joel Osteens and, uh, and the, you know, the people you mentioned earlier. You have to read the scriptures about Jesus Christ. You can find the, the gospel message in 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. And it's simply believing the good news, which is Jesus came to earth. He was a perfect man. of uh, He was a son of God. He was he was here. He, he gave his life. Uh, and he, they didn't take it from him. He gave his life uh, for our for all sins. And God raised him from the dead. Three days later, he rose again and he's coming back to get us someday. And that's the good news. That's the gospel. And if you really believe that and not everything else, you know, the, one of the reasons why people don't want to be Christians, Kim, is they've been told they have to quit sinning. They have to jump through all of these hoops and they have to be perfect. And that's just not the case. If you believe in the God of the mm-hmm. Bible and his simple Son, Jesus, the Christ, you can be saved. You're instantly justified, and then you will be on your path of sanctification. That's a, that's the difference. It's not works that we're saved by, and that's how you can have this peace. You won't be worried about getting killed because you don't have a mask on or because you're not staying six feet away from somebody else. You've got the peace that surpasses understanding mm. and that's how you obtain it it's the best gift anyone could have it's very true i i like that and that's that's the simplicity of it you know that's the only know. way <clears throat> to get the peace if it depended on me kim i'd mess it up i'd be lost i'm just going to be honest with you and it's the same mm-hmm. for but here's the news flash. It's the sign. I don't care how smart you are, how many degrees you got behind your name if it was up to you to be saved you'd be lost you just would correct that's that's very correct. I agree with that. Yeah, because we can't do anything within ourselves. You know what I mean? At all. I'm not saying that's that why it's it, it, sin. That's not what I'm saying. That's what the other people that don't believe what I just right. say. You're just trying to say you got a license to sin. I didn't say that at all. That's not what yeah, I'm saying. No. Right. Yeah, because the whole thing is, is there is the repentance part. And I know a lot of people get that word confused in the Bible. Repentance doesn't mean repenting of sin. Right. It means to turn Right. from your sin. So because I always joke and I'm like, well, then I guess I've never been saved because if I have to repent of my sin, I don't remember what I did from like birth until I, you know, got saved. Like, so I guess I'm not saved. Repenting is turning from your sin. So basically that means, you know, and a lot of people's journeys, it's all going to be different. So for some, you know, when once they get saved, um, they turn from everything because the Holy Spirit immediately activates within them. And they don't have the same taste for alcohol or sex or drugs or pornography or cursing or things like that. But then there's other people who still struggle. They may, you know, get saved um, and immediately, you know, stop cursing because they know well, that just doesn't sound right anymore. But maybe they still occasionally want, you know, their three beers with dinner. You know what I mean? So it's to your point, it's that sanctification part. But I think someone who just says a quick prayer and there's never any life change. I think that is where I, I run my gray line, but that's another podcast. But to your point, no, I totally get that. And that's where people confuse that because salvation is a free gift. 
you know, um, but there, there has to come the faith too. I mean, you have to have faith in what you believe and that's the faith part. If you, you know, if you don't have the faith in what you believe, then you really don't believe in anything. Um, it's just another checkbox to some new age mumbo jumbo and some fake God that you're trying to serve. But I don't know. I just, I do, I think that we're living in some really strange times. And I think that the world right now, you would think, You know, and I'm not going to lie, like right before the proverbial time clock of life stopped, this is the God's honest truth. I don't brag about my uh, people that I've witnessed to, but God has opened doors for me to witness to a lot of people, people that I have never thought in a million years that I would, um, especially the Muslim. I'll never forget that. And I I was uncomfortable in the beginning because it's a very difficult conversation. They... (laughs) They just believe very differently and it's a very tough religion. But I also believe that if you get a Muslim who is not a radical, they really will listen because they, I think, are tired of being workspace performance. So anyway, is God is my witness. This is the truth. He was my very last Uber ride ever because I have not Ubered since him. And I had just, right? I know that's how you know it's God. So I had just finished the entirety of the podcast. And I, I purposely made them under 15 minutes for a reason because you can't hold people's attention. He was in my car I literally just stopped and we just chit chatted and I wasn't even going that way. I was actually on my way home. My Uber went off and I'm like, Oh, let me just pick up this ride and whatever, you know, cause in my mind, I'm always about making my money cause I'm solo. I don't have a helpmate in life. So I'm like, all right, let me just turn. I'll go to the airport. And it wasn't Tampa. It was the smaller airport, right. which you know, what else is really odd about that? Tampa, you're in both airports. You're put into what's called a queue. I think you've Ubered before, haven't you? Or no. Have so not. you're put into what's called a Okay. So drivers, when you go to the airport, any Uber driver, you have a waiting area and you're put in what's called a queue. So you might wait 15 minutes, an hour, you know, now with this whole COVID thing, it took me three hours just to get one trip. But anyway, so on my way home, that's what was weird is I wasn't even in queue and I got a ping to pick someone up from the airport, the smaller one, the St. Pete Clearwater airport. And I'm like, well, that's weird. But so I picked it up because I'm like, oh, maybe we're going somewhere far, right? So he gets in the car, um, younger kid, definitely a millennial. And what was heartbreaking is he was confused because he's like, I always had religious people around me. His sister was a Jehovah witness. He's like, and I really never understood who Jesus really is. And that's really the premise of leading someone to Christ is, do you even know who Christ is? Like, that's what we have to get down to because Christ has been so downplayed today. No one really truly knows. Like, they don't know... And because of these false teachers that I mentioned before, and so many others, and the and and the ones that fly under the radar, right? The the Stephen Furtick's, the Louis Giglio's, the Matt Chandler's, um, the uh, uh, what's his name? He's out there in Texas as well. Um, he's he think he doesn't think Jews need to uh, John Hagee. Thank you, Lord. As soon as I said the Jews, his name came in my head. <laughs> he doesn't think the Jews need to be saved. They're per, they're they're in heaven because they're Jews. But anyway. So all of these under the radar, you know, the T.D. Jakes pastors and stuff like that, because they kind of preach this watered down, yeah, I don't know, this normalcy kind of a message, right, that reaches the younger generations. They're very confused on who Jesus is. So 
we we chit chatted the entire time. And then I mentioned my podcast and he's like, what is the name of it? And I seen him writing it down. And so I told him, you know, it's called life. So if anyone wants to know, we're listening to me, it's called life clips, one word. I said, it's life clips podcast. I said, life clips, one word. And he's writing it. And he's like, and how many? And I said, it's only eight. And I said, really, there none of them are over 15 minutes. I said, the first one is the longest. I think it's 17. Other than that, they're all under 15. Some are five, eight, six, whatever. Right. So he's like, well, I have another flight that I have to fly out to. I think he was going to Chicago. So I dropped him off at the Clearwater Marina. And we sat there, no lie, brother, for like five more minutes because I had talked to him. I'm like, aren't you so glad? I said, you're probably going to give me a one star. He's like, no, I'm not giving you a one star at all. Uh-huh. He's like, I honestly, I, I, what you're saying means something. He said, I, I was always so confused. And he said, so we just chit chatted. So I said, listen. Um, Pedro was his name and is not like he's dead. So I said, Pedro, listen, there's an easy solution to this. I said, it's literally as easy as ABC admit, believe and call. And I went in through all of that. He asked me for my number. Um, he said, you know, can I contact you if I have any questions? Sure. And I said, so do me a favor. I said, listen to the podcast starting from the beginning. Don't skip. I said, you have to listen to it in order. So it makes sense. I said, if you have any questions, reach out. But I, I don't. I don't believe in coincidence. I never oh. have when God puts people in my Uber. Right. And you know what else is funny? That was my last Uber ride. Uh-huh. Two days later, my boss let me go. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. So there's a reason that the devil has given me so many battles. And that was part of the reason I wanted to start this podcast was because when I moved here, I did not want to move to Florida. I wanted to stay. I was comfortable very comfortable in Atlanta. I, I would still witness, but not to the degree that I've done it here. And I really was like, I ain't moving back to Florida. I don't like Florida. But I jokingly bartered with the Lord, right? So he che- he made all the check boxes and then some. But if I look back now, and I haven't even been here, August will be two years. All the doors that he's opened, I'm like, holy crap. Like, Lord, you've been using a wretch like me. Like, but now I see why job A didn't pan out, job B didn't pan out. Like, it's not me. Like, I'm not coming in there. I'm doing my job. But it's the enemy not wanting. Like, this is funny. I think the enemy, what he does is he puts things on people because he thinks that I'm going to turn my back from the Lord. Right. I'm not. No. I'm okay with work. I have to work six days a week now. Like, that's the funny thing is like, I'm like, all right, listen, devil, you need to back up because it's not happening. This is not like you're messing with the wrong person. Like that, this is not me. I'm not going to turn my back from God and I'm going to continue. If God puts another person in my pathway to witness, like you're not going to shut me up. So I don't know whatever happened to that young man. And I don't know if you're listening to this podcast and you know, I was your Uber driver and now I've got you hooked in there. I, I would love for you to reach out. I never heard from you. Um, and I would love to hear that, you know, hey, listen, Kim, I got saved. No, you 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 did good. And uh, well, you just obeyed. Uh, you obeyed the Lord. And that's what we can do. Listen, I get this a lot, uh, Kim. Uh, well, how many people do you reach by what you're doing? Look, it's not about how many people we're reaching. What's going to be really sweet is when you get to heaven and you're going to have people come up you don't mm-hmm. even know. And say, hey, listen, uh, I didn't hear you personally, but you, somebody you talked to, three, four people removed, and it got to me, and I ended up getting on a journey and getting saved. I'm here today because of your podcast, or I'm here today because Mm. of your video. The reason me and you are talking even right now is because I saw a video of Kim Duarte on YouTube crying her eyes out for lost people, and my heart went out for this person. I reached out to you, and we've been friends ever since. 
So I'm telling you the ripple effect of what we're doing. The men would like to tell us that what we're doing is ineffective. And I deal with battle with this quite often myself. But until the Lord tells me to stop doing it, I'm going to keep doing it because of what we just talked about. It's making a difference. And we have Amen. to that he will finish the work mm -hmm. do we are co-laborers with him but he is the one that's going to finish mm -hmm. the work. we don't have to see it through mm -hmm. he finish it i agree i agree i do all right well we are totally totally over um time but yeah i, I don't know i just think that's what we have to do in the world i think now and what i learned because even when i was ubering before the last Uber, I found out people were a lot more receptive. Like before people would tune me out or ask me to lower the music because I never play secular music. I mean, I shouldn't say never. I do have some country like um, Keith Urban, Blake Shelton, um, some Miranda, but some of her stuff I remove. Um, <clears throat> so sometimes, and then Luke Holmes. But other than that, I, I, I it's mostly old Christian that because I just run through my Spotify. But with that being said, I did notice that people were more receptive, and they would ask me, "Well, how come you're not afraid?" I'd be like, "I don't know." I and then I'll be like, "Well, do you want to hear the truth?" I mean, again, because this is my job, so I have to tread lightly. Sure. Um, and they'll be like, "Yeah, sure," you know. Or even before them, when people, I'd get drunk people in the car. And they would ask questions. This is way before COVID. And yeah. I'm like, do you want to, you know, do you want the truth? And then, as soon as they're like, yes. And I'm like, okay, well, God radically changed me. Jesus came in and he took away the, now, not saying, and I want to also let people know this. I don't think there's anything. And let me repeat this. I don't think there's anything wrong with a Christian, a true follower of Christ. Let's call them what they are. A follower of Christ, having an adult beverage. Right. If I, want to open a beer or have a beer with dinner or a glass of wine or I tried the other night a vodka tonic. I don't know how people drink that. It's disgusting, but whatever. <laughs> I bought all this tonic. I bought all this tonic because of the quinine that's in it. Right. So I know nothing about vodka tonics. I was like, give me a crown. Like that was, I was your whiskey bourbon girl, right? I thought you could drink tonic straight. So I put it in a cup and I was telling my mom, my mom was like, what? And I'm like, it was so disgusting. So she's like, Kim, you can't drink tonic by itself. Because I thought it was like seltzer water, right? <laughs> no. So I went to the store yesterday and I'm like, well, I don't want to do gin because I just don't want to have that taste of gin. I said, but vodka is nice if I get a nice smooth vodka. So I made um, a nice drink last night and I was like, oh, that's so gross. <laughs> like, yeah, why can drink that? They do, but I could have made it wrong, so I'm going to Google it because I really need to get rid of this time. <laughs> but anyway, so to my point, I don't. There's nothing wrong, and I just want to preface that with saying there's nothing wrong with having a cocktail, a beverage. What is wrong is when you get drunk off of that, and if it's if it's changing the sobriety of your mind. I choose not to drink a lot. No. Um, the Bible says it's not what a man right, takes like in his body that defiles him, but what comes out. Correct. Like if I'm sitting down and me, you, and your wife were having dinner and I felt like I can drink a, a glass of wine because I know you're strong in the faith, but I would not drink around a new Christian. I would oh, not wow. drink around um, someone that I'm trying to lead to the Lord. And that's not being a hypocrite. That's just making sure I don't make anyone stumble. So, exactly. but anyway... So with that being said, if anyone has any really good tonic recipes, I need to get rid of some of my tonic. Please let me know. Clearly, it's not seltzer water. Oh, my gosh. But anyway. All right, brother. So is there anything that you would like to say in closing to any of our listeners? Um, maybe hope, encouragement, um, wrap your head around this whole COVID, this nonsense of this global 
pandemic, um, anything that you want to close with? We could go, I could, you know, give another hour's list of things they should do, but let's just go down to the very first thing and I, that'll be it. What I would suggest anyone to do is it, some people literally don't believe in God because they hadn't been taught there is one. I would say get alone somewhere away from the distractions and just ask the God the one true God to reveal himself to you and what his son, Jesus Christ did for you. And if you do that in sincerity and just give him a shot, he will reveal himself to you and you'll have a chance not to, because if you think this is bad now, this is candy land compared to what's going to happen after, uh, Mm. after the Christians have been yanked off this planet. So I would say, ask God, just honestly, you, that do you exist? And if you and if you exist, reveal yourself to me. If you'll do that one simple thing in honesty and sincerity and not mocking, God will reveal Himself to you before uh, you. You'll have a chance. He's not going to leave you out without at least giving you a chance. That's not His nature. I agree. And I pause there for a moment because I, I do what you said really um, summed it up. I mean, what we're going through now, it's it's. It is. It's Candyland compared to what's coming. Toilet paper and no paper towels and only limited to one carton of eggs is, is going to be the least of every. You're going to be limited to like bread. Oh, yeah. Not it's even the, bread. Because right? if you read Revelation, it's really not bread. It's the cheapest grain you could find. If you dissect what um, uh, the, the wheat and barley are, it, it's not wheat and barley. Uh, um, I, anyway, I'm drawing a blank and I know our time's running out. But it's the cheapest grain. So basically, we will work all. So just put it in perspective. You're going to work from sunup to sundown just to get the cheapest grain, and it won't even be able to fill you and your family. No, like that, be- that dude, it's going to be terrible. I mean, terrible. And, I, you know, I don't know. I don't, you know, me personally, because I, how I feel about America not being in Bible prophecy, because we're not Babylon, so I don't even want to hear it. Right. Something has to happen to us. What that is, I don't know. Like, I pray every single solitary day that President Trump, and we don't know. We don't know his heart. I have no idea if that man's a born-again believer. Sometimes, by the way, he acts. Of course, I would, from from fruit, I would say, I don't think he's saved, but I don't know his heart, right? But I don't know. So, Or, or Mike Pence is the same way. I know people say that he's born-again I don't know that for a fact. I don't never met the man. So, but could just something happen to them? Like, I don't know, something has to happen to us here. And that's what I mean. I mean, people just don't, um, I hope when, when we're gone, all the people, including family members who thought I was a bona fide idiot are going to be like, wow. Um, you know, <laughs> Kim was right. Or, Hey, Michael was right. So, but anyway, all right, guys, well, I'm going to bring this in for a landing and, um, as Michael said, you know, we just really need to find uh, the peace that surpasses all understanding. And God has so many wonderful names in the Bible, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Rapha, but he is our banner. Uh, that's Je- the Jehovah Nisi. He's our banner over us. He's our protector. And if you don't have that protection, if you don't have that safety net to fall into, um, you're just, you're in for a rough road. This podcast may turn a different way now. I started off one way and I just don't feel like I want to stay on that path anymore. Um, I do want to stay on a path of encouragement and saying this is what needs to be done. But that path of encouragement is you need Jesus. There's no other way to encourage anyone or to lift you up without saying that you need Jesus. And the problems and the trials and the tribulations are just going to get worse and worse and worse. But without Christ, you'll literally 
lose the battle. Um, and as Christians, if you're defeated in this, you need to look up and you need to get into the word and you need to start reading the Psalms and you need to really start diving into what God's promises are for us and his protection and his loving kindness and um, him caring for the birds and the lilies of the field. I mean, just think about that. The birds lack for nothing. Birds, people, birds, lilies. He clothes the lilies of the field. Like if he cares about clothing flowers, how much more would he care about you? I think we live in a world where we want, 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 but God will always give us what we need when we need it. That mysterious check will pop up. The extra hours on a shift that you weren't looking for will pop up. And all of a sudden now you've got money for your rent and your electric. But the bottom line is, is we need to be faithful. And if we're not faithful, you know, I, it's tough because we have to be faithful. If we're asking God to do something for us, why can't we just be faithful to him? But um, look up for the saints who believe in the pre-trib because we're going home soon. And um, I don't know, like I said, I feel like this podcast might be taking a different direction. Michael, you may come on a few more times and uh, maybe again, maybe we can get a group of people together to discuss some things and, um, you know, just really dive into this world biblically and where are we at biblically? Because right now, biblically, we're in a place that's exciting for us, not exciting in a morbid way, but it's exciting to be living in this generation. Um, it's exciting to see U.S. and Iran, you know, at war. I, I think something just happened to one of our drones uh, currently, like eight hours ago, with Iran and us. The, the U.S. is um, butting heads right now with China, which I believe is the kings of the East in the book of Revelation, this big army. Um, you know, and then underneath all of this, the eye, the apple of God's eye, Israel, we're forgetting everything that's happening currently still in the Middle East. I think COVID has distracted us from everything else that's been going on. We just have to stop with the distractions and we have to say, God, I need you. God, I, I need for you to give me peace. But most of all, if you're not saved, you need to say whatever prayer that you need to say. And there's no special formula to that. There's no repeat after me. It's just this heartfelt, faith-filled prayer saying, I'm in desperate need of a Savior because I'm a sinner. Um, and you need to recognize that it's Christ who died, was buried, and rose again. And the Bible is very clear that if you call upon His name, you will be saved. And that's how easy it is. So again, for the follower of Christ, Maranatha, look up. Our redemption draws near. And for the unbeliever, the only way you're going to find true peace is through Christ Jesus. Without Him, there is no peace, no matter what. There, You can't remedy it in alcohol. You can't remedy it in sex, pornography, drugs, friendships, you know, gatherings of less than 10 people, everyone's six feet away. You can't, you can't remedy it. You just can't. Even if, when the beach is open here, you can't remedy it with the waves and the sand and the salt. You can't remedy it with the beer stuck in your cooler and and the fake happiness and the swimming in the pool. And, you know, Michael, you're in Tennessee. You can't remedy it with the beautiful country and the mountains and the, and the mountain climbing. And there's no remedy. There's no filler. The only filler is Jesus. Amen. So um, take this time and and know that maybe this is God's last warning. And maybe this is us putting the wood on the ark saying the rain is coming. The rain is certainly coming, and you guys can laugh like they did in Noah's day. But when that droplet hits, and that's called the rapture, 
I really hope in that moment, you're not swallowed up by the rain that's going to come. So anyway, um, well, brother, listen, have an amazing evening. Um, this has been a pleasure. Um, I'm hoping that this squad cast, I, I love using this thing when I can, because I think it's an amazing tool. It, it kind of gives a lot clarity to um, the podcast. It's just, it sounds better quality. It's just challenging, you know, iPhones, uh, you know, you know how Apple is. They don't want to deal with them. But um, I, I enjoy when I can do interviews with Squadcast because it's good. So, uh, but anyway, on that note, be blessed, be safe. You know, we still have to be smart in this. And um, again, you know, let's connect again. And um, if you have a subject that maybe God brought upon your heart and you want to do something, my platform on this thing has grown. You know, I have over 300 downloads, so um, which is great for many me. So um, it's definitely getting a reach. And, um, you know, so anyway, if you feel like, hey, you know, I felt led and, you know, can we make some time and, you know, I'll be there for you. So but anyway, give the wife my best and um, I'll let you know when I upload this. All right. Well, it was fun. And uh, thank you for having me. And we'll talk to you later. All right. You have a great night. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Well, hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. Life Clips is recorded every Friday. However, we do upload some episodes outside of that normal scheduled day. So please make sure you subscribe to whatever platform you're listening to us on. We are on Spotify, Google, Apple, iHeart, Radio, and more. So please make sure that you look into your favorite platform and you find us there, Life Clips podcast. Also find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Life Clips Podcast. We're also on Twitter at Clips Life. Thank you again for joining us. We hope that you enjoy it. Subscribe to this channel so you can get up-to-date notifications of when we download our latest episode. Thanks. Bye, guys.